And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a wrestler and actor who's been called yet another bored Canadian who got into wrestling to spice up his life. It's RJ City. And she's a writer and comedian who has never banged her stepbrother and absolutely does not kiss her father on the lips. It's Robin Shore. Tone zone may be here in body, but his mind is in the flow zone. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, Hello, my little hostess, Snowballs. Welcome to another exciting episode of Alice and Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular squishy carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Brian J. And yes, I am on Patreon, and everyone on this episode has been a guest on a special Patreon bonus episode of The Friend Zone. Um, that is just one of the many rewards which you can help yourself to if you become one of my Patreon subscribers. There's bonus episodes of The Friend Zone. There's a level where you can text me, and I'll text you back. You can see videos of the Thursday show. In fact, right now, I am talking, and four people are just sitting there listening to me talk what is going on on their faces? You might be wondering all sorts of gesticulating right now, except for Tony, who just looks bored. But I'm oh, used to, to the board. <laughs> seeing that. Um, you can see that. And it's about to get really good, you guys. Uh, and then, uh, you know, other levels and other things as well. And most recently, I had, well, you know what? I'm going to get into that when I introduce the guests. I'll get into specifically what we got into on a very recent uh, Friend Zone episode. Ooh. Completely lost my train of thought because I'm staring <laughs> at a tree and if I could go into details, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> it's a it's stare getting, at the tree it's, day. It's getting, it's a very, it's like bright orange. It's getting worse and worse. Like my ability to host this show <laughs> has been just, it's been getting worse and worse. And I feel like as we get to the end of the year, it is just, it's just, it's cratering. There's, and, a, crazy. there's a lot of chatter online that maybe I should, you know, be appointed to replace you you're oh seeding gosh. the chatter it's you <laughs> you're you know, behind may, the chatter this I is may or may not have created a bunch of bots and then paid to have them verified <laughs> <laughs> not saying i have i know yeah you spent 64 dollars and and it's wondering what that charges <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, everyone should check out the Monday episode. It was a Daniel and me episode with your calls. And uh, Daniel and I did something wild and crazy, which is we we recorded it on video. Uh, it's up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Please subscribe. There's, it's, it was fun. It was introspective. And uh, it was um, obscene. So anyway, I have got to stop looking at this tree, which is trying to distract me. And I need to get to the show. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Subscribe for a year and you can get two months free. That's okay, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Robin Shore. Welcome back to the show. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Happy post-Thanksgiving, everyone. Mm. 
Thank you very much. Yes. We'll get into just how incredibly needing to be behind the paywall our episode was in just a moment. But RJ City, hello and welcome back to the show to you. Oh my God. Thank you for having me for the fifth time. What? RJ. Isn't that exciting? I know. I think it. I think it actually might be the sixth. Oh my god! Well, if you count so many, and they've been so forgettable that I only thought there was five. I think you're forgetting. I might have it wrong, actually, but I think if you include the Patreon friend zone, right? I'm not sure, but I think we should let people know that upon your eighth appearance. That's yeah. going to be the last one. And That's I don't even I know why. Like, yeah, people will tire of me <laughs> and they'll say enough of this guy. I feel like yeah. it went so well the first couple times, mm-hmm. but you do not know enough to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creature. Of, I am a creature of habit. Right. So if something goes well, yeah. I'm just like, let's keep it going. As you and could my, like. My habit is things going well and then not going well. So I'm I'm calling my shot like Babe Ruth if he said, eventually I'm going to strike out. I see. And we've decided it's going to happen on the eighth appearance. The eighth appearance. So Which, you're safe wait. for now. Two or three more. Yeah. Who's to say, really? <laughs> Daniel, hello. Hi. Oh, thank you. Oh. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you. <laughs> Have you recovered from your pretty uh, profound blood loss? Mm, yeah, I sliced my finger open. Right. It was really stupid. Yeah. Doing what? Well, uh, I'm making a fireplace for um, Christmas. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> and so I'm carving foam, like I'm making a fake a, fireplace. A fake oh, fireplace. okay. Not I was like, that seems like a job for a mason. I <laughs> yeah, don't know. Well, our house, <laughs> a bricklayer. Uh, we can't get a real fireplace uh, So mm. for Christmas because uh, it just looks better if there's a fireplace. Uh, I had in the past bought like cardboard ones, you know, just to, as a decoration. And then this year I thought, why don't I make one that looks real? Uh, and so, yeah, I have foam and I'm, I'm carving the stones and I have this knife and I was, I was, you know, using proper form, but you get tired and you get, you start to like think that you're better than you are and it slipped and it sliced my finger open. No. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. And it was uh, bleeding a lot. <clears throat> so, But then since then, and you decided not to go, not to get stitches, which, and it's questionable whether you needed them or not, but since then, how many things have, have happened to your injury? Many. I keep banging it, dropping things on it, hitting it with a hammer. Uh, yeah, lots of pain. The whole fake fireplace, which is kind of heavy because it has a wood mantle, fell on on your hand. Yeah. So I not on been, my hand, literally right on the spot where I got yeah, it. I've been oh. wincing hearing about it. I don't it's, want to burst your bubble about this fireplace you're building at mm-hmm. all, but you know you can go on YouTube and put like a fireplace on your TV, <laughs> right? Like a real one. You know, Robin. Uh, <laughs> Just saying, it's not the same sometimes. as real styrofoam. You're right. You're right. You, sh- you could put the TV inside there. Mm-hmm. You yes. can hang stockings from your TV. Yeah. Are we still doing stockings? Are we using them? Are they just for display? Oh come on! My family's big on stockings, our, but our are kids... they using them? Yeah. Like for our legs or for presents? <laughs> you mean? <laughs> 
Tony, does your family wear stockings? <laughs> we, there's no wearing that I'm, at least that I'm aware of. I don't know what happens when I'm not around. So. It's true. Yeah, we should impose a rule in our house that the only stockings that we can put for Santa are ones that are big enough to wear. Uh, will save us some money. Uh, we use them. We put stuff in them. Now, in the family I grew no. up in, really, if you guys are listening, I'm sorry, shitty inferior gifts were put in the stockings. We're mm-hmm. talking like... Oranges? Uh, no, lottery tickets, oh, yeah. pencils, Loving socks, this. razors. Uh, what about fingernail razors. clippers? It's my That's a big oh, yeah. one in my family. Fingernail oh, clippers? I, I yeah, never fin- received and that. Fre- a fresh pair every year. <laughs> yeah, I have so that's, many fingernail clippers. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff my family would have put in a stocking too, though. Just like... Yeah. Uh, practical. S- practical. Useful. Okay. You're mm-hmm. going to use yeah. it. Yes. But then, a need, not a, a want. Absolutely. Yes. Is that how everyone does it? Because I feel like Stocky. Daniel will see like a small hundred dollar gift and be like oh that's a stocking stuffer and i'm like no, what's not a stocking no. stuffer I'm that's the marquee gonna... gift that's the hero gift yeah. you know uh no i think it's for like candy and then mm-hmm. small knickknacks mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. sure yeah. like back in the olden days it would be you know a bunch of walnuts and an orange <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, you know then, right. right like i wonder like yeah. ye old trail mix yeah, yeah. I wonder where this tradition sort of had its roots. I might look it up at some point, but like where, when did, I understand, you know, when people started putting up Christmas trees and everything, but the stockings to me, as a person who doesn't celebrate Christmas, we do eight nights of Hanukkah. The stocking stuffers feel so stressful to me because it's like, okay, you get everybody's presents and mm. then you got to fill those stockings. That's too much. That's too much pressure. Too no, much you money. Don't. No, well, no, no. Santa does it. Oh, right, right, right. Obviously, before this, people were just hanging their stockings by the fireplace. There was a real, like, wet stocking era. That needed to dry, and then over Christmas, they stuck stuff in them. That's probably a good prank to put something in there, and then you pull out your, you know what I mean? I'm sure people had a lot of fun. Don't they still do that in Canada, Arjun? They do, because the snow is so high, I get it in my ankle, it goes in my shoe, and then it's no good after that. Now you, you, now you just hang it in front of the heater or something. Yes. The stockings all. And yes, you can hang radiator. your stockings in front of a piece of styrofoam. Yes. yes and also, right. back in the day, we're talking like normal size. Even if it was a knee-high sock, mm. that's less to fill. Right. Then yeah. now they've become these huge, huge oversized. Again, I, I think they would just fill it with a bunch. I mean, it's so easy to fill if you're just dumping a bunch of uncracked nuts. walnuts in there. <laughs> oh, my God. And hazelnuts <laughs> or whatever. Well, that's why they have the nutcrackers. So it's like you get the uh, stocking full of the nuts mm-hmm. and the I don't fruit. I think this is true. I don't think it was just fruitcake ingredients inside a giant stocking Honey, and a nutcracker. Back in the day, they didn't have Toys R Us and all the things. It was Daniel- like... They lived out in those sticks. Tell them about your gorp misunderstanding, and then I'm thinking I might introduce Tony to the show. <laughs> you mean like what I thought gorp stood, yes. stood for? First of all, are, is everyone here familiar with gorp? No. Yes. Trail okay. mix. That was one of the Muppets that they just stopped using. Those <laughs> went for SNL. They used gorp, and they're like, guys, this is not funny. <laughs> The, the John Irving book, The World According to Gorp. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> my favorite. <laughs> um, um, oh, wait. So, Gorp was played by Tim Conway, was he not? Oh, my God. I have, a, I have a dwarf on golf story that I do want to tell at some point, but please. Please. <laughs> I can't I don't wait for this story, though. Yeah. This story uh, might be better than Daniel's story. No yeah, offense. For sure. So, is. wait, it's, what is Gorp? Story. Gorp is trail mix, and what does it actually stand for? Granola. Let's see if anybody knows. Do you want me to tell you? Because I know now the real what it really is. We would have. Oh, you know. Granola, oats, rice. No, raisins, raisins, peanuts. raisins and peanuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it stood for. I thought it stood for good old raisins and peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I still call it that. It Which might. has that nice Cracker Barrel quality to it. Yeah. 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 All right, now I have to hear the the dwarf on golf story. <laughs> Hang on, no, no one time second can though. Pass. Hang on one second. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I know we want to hear this dwarf story. I know we heard about. I'm sorry, Daniel cut himself. I know you have other things to talk about. Personally, I need to hear about this tree. You can't stop looking at. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So first of all, have now have you been How here when I've been Tony. distracted by squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> you I, have, I believe, right? I believe so, yeah. This is the tree that the squirrels are in. And so it's a may- tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there could be multiple trees. This it's is a tree the that in. it's yes. the one that my eyes go to. It's the most majestic of the trees. Mm-hmm. And whereas normally it's a tree green, right now it is like a very bright presenting if you will orange and i know that most people are used to a fall foliage situation but here in burbank i feel like the trees maybe they do i'm just i don't normally pay usually usually i'm looking at twitter i don't pay attention but it's like very noticeable orange and hence i'm distracted that has changed its color yeah it's the only one trees are still green but uh our one tree has changed yes you've put it in context this tree got the memo. Beautiful. It's flashy. Oh, do you think it understood the assignment? Again, it understands the assignment. <laughs> it saw our decorations and was like, you know what? I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's serving. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's totally serving fall foliage. Yes, tree. All right, let's hear the dwarf story. <laughs> let's get God's back sake. to dwarf. God. Oh Let's my give gosh. The people what they're waiting for. Okay, so imagine you're running Closer a show for the first time and it's your dream job that wound up being a nightmare, but you you I by you're running a show, I mean me and the oldest person in the room by at least 10 years, which is very crucial to the story, but it's like the day Tim Conway dies. And no one in the room knows who Tim Conway is. And I was like, if your guys are going to be comedy writers, you got to know who Tim Conway is. Uh, And like with uh, sort of, I don't know, all the confidence in the world, I said to the writer's assistant, pull up Dorf on Golf on YouTube, please. You know, the way the showrunners of my youth would talk, just like pull up this and then it would appear. So we pull up Dorf on Golf. And we play it. I'm laughing so hard. I can't believe how much to- joy. So for those of you who don't know what Dwarf on Golf is, it's Tim Conway standing on his knees. Then his knees have shoes underneath them, and he's pretending <laughs> to golf. And it's really, really dumb, but it made him famous. The and these height. Were, of well, I now I feel like you're 
not being accurate. I feel like he was famous before. <laughs> I feel like Dorf was more of a coast. I feel like he had already done I, Carol Burnett. Me, yes. Yes. He had already. Well, yes. But I think the reason it was so <laughs> sparkly in my mind was because when I was a kid or a teenager, they would sell Dorf on golf VHSs, oh, yeah. you know, yes. on on TV. <laughs> yes. So we play a Dorf, the, the funny Dorf on golf clip. And I'm laughing and I'm really no feeling myself. Laughing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the best showrunner in the world. <laughs> Look at me. And I turn around and everyone looks like they just saw a ghost. And I was like, what, what am I missing here? What Gen Z thing am I missing? And they're like, Robin, he's pretending to be yeah. a dwarf. And I was like, yeah, that's the funny part. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like, oh, no, like, I didn't understand that it was, I guess they would call it ableist now. Mm. Um, and I just I just don't think that Tim Conway had any bad intentions. But in in showing that How with such bravado, Tim Conway's mouth. <laughs> right, right. But 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 boy, did I not calculate the risk there? I did not calculate yeah. it, and yeah. I looked like a real dum dum. And the good news is, I only did that three more times in that room. <laughs> I, was I can't gonna, believe I, you're a Tim Conway apologist. I am. I can't help it. I love him. He's my north star. <laughs> I was going to say, were you able to get back in their good graces? But it sounds like no. It ca- well, the funny thing is, then I played something else. I played Bill. Um, excuse me, Stevie Wonder on an old SNL commercial where he's pretending to use a camera and he says, it's so easy, even I can use it. And I was like, this is the funniest commercial parody ever. And they're like, it's it's the same it's, thing as Dwarf and Yeah. And I was like, but that's Stevie Wonder doing it. And they thought, actually, they thought it was Eddie Murphy, to be fair, because Stevie Wonder looks so different now. But uh, yeah, again, I just never, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to confidently tell a writer's <laughs> assistant to pull up any videos because I will get in trouble. You could bring him back with some rich little. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'll get him in. The road yeah. to cancellation starts with Dorf on golf. Let me just say. I, I hope your writer's room loves an average Reagan impression. Oh, <laughs> yes. Rich Little. He's still alive, I think. Yep. Rich Little. Yeah, yeah. And, and let me pluck, plug Rich Little's website. <laughs> he does uh, pencil sketches of other celebrities, and it is a great Christmas gift that I have. Uh, I used it. I got it for a friend of mine. I got him a drawing of uh, maybe. Dom DeLuise, oh. Johnny Carson. <laughs> but, oh, no, no. I got but him only... Rich Little of Rich Little. So wait, That's he only really does funny. the same celebrities that he used to do impressions of. So it's all celebrities yeah, right. from the 70s and early 80s. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a stocking suffer to me, RJ. <laughs> you have to roll it up. <laughs> yeah. You have to roll it up and stick it in a wet sock. <laughs> and you're going to want to keep it away from the fingernail or toenail clipper lest you puncture yes. it. No. We don't want that. No. No. Every year, Clippers, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's like a thing. Like, I've, I've called my mom out on it, and she just sort of, like, I think she knows that it's, like, expected now. So, yeah, it's it's a thing. Hmm. Wait, wait, And wait. my family's so into stock. She's so into stockings, my mom in particular, because I think she does most of it. Not only are the stockings full, there's usually like gift bags under the stockings then as well oh, oh like overflow yeah wow wow, wow. Wait. but wait tony are you 
are you expecting the toenail clippers because you need new toenail clippers every year or no. is it just a joke? No, I don't. Sounds I think like it's, it's neither. It's a little. Yeah, it's like I think there's a little bit of a joke to it now. But like since I've yeah. kind of like picked up on it and called it so. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's any need for it. Like how uh, when how often do you, are you supposed to replace your fingernail clippers? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like I have the same Never? pair that I've had for a, a decade or something. Yeah, you know I, what they could do to finger to clippers to toenail clippers to really if they if your mom wanted a new a new take on toenail clippers that I would appreciate. <laughs> What about noise canceling toenail clippers? Oh, I hate like that a noise. A mute. Mm. Yeah, just so it will it'll clip your toenails and it won't make any sounds cuz that's the worst uh, sound of all time. Really? Honestly, you I want could... to disrupt the toenail in, uh, clipper industry. Yes. Uh invent one where the little clippings stay yeah. in the uh, clipper. Yes, like that's a good. hole punch. You know yeah. those hole punches Seems that obvious. have the little that catch the little, it. Yes. Why have they not invented that? I don't know. That's out, well, out guys, there for the taking. Yes. This time next year, we could be. I think it might have been a be... mall or something. Yes. Mm. You know? It yes. sounds like a real mall kind of. But it'd be like Harry the Potter. the folks of Hammaker Schlimmer. Hammaker Schlimmer. Which is a worse sound? The sound of a toenail clipper or the sound of someone, Daniel, biting their nails? Ugh, Both. You I don't have ever heard the the sound of biting nails. I've oh, come it, over! But I don't remember hearing. Come it. This, over! This dull crack sound. It's yes. Very bizarre. Yes. For me, it's the toenail clipper for sure. Sound. Yeah, it's because that's worst. mechanical. Yeah. The other one is like a me. tick tick tick. The other tick. one's organic. It's all natural. How do you think people <laughs> cut their nails uh, in the days before, in the billion <laughs> years before toenail clippers existed? It's not my concern. I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. Saying, it's like yes. the you're you're locked in this prehistoric walnuts, <laughs> no toenail clippers, you know, wet like, sock universe. I'm like that guy that does primitive man videos on YouTube. <laughs> you know? May I propose yes. that clipped nails are a somewhat recent invention. I oh. feel like they were perhaps useful. Right. You know, oh, like stabbing, towel, grabbing towel that way. whole thing. Uh, so I feel like more of the, I feel like we've misrepresented the caveman when we yeah. draw them now or put them in movies and we don't give them. I feel like everybody had long nails like classical guitar players. You think yeah. they would go, they'd file them on stones, you know, get yeah. them nice and sharp. Yeah, wouldn't you? You got to kill something. Yeah. You got tigers out there. Yeah. But are you suggesting that they were much stronger back then? Yeah, because well, I feel they like they would break. Them. Hmm. Probably know. though, yeah, they probably were stronger. Yeah, they had to dig into the dirt. I would yeah. assume. Yeah. But they everybody must have had crazy scratches all over their faces. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, to like I pull push your hair was, back. Yeah, I don't think anyone was blemish free. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's I why representation to be blemish free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's why their skin is so craggy in representations of early man. Yes. They were scratching the, themselves. And probably picking, too. I love how they would always, like, when they've been depicted in, in TV and movies for, I guess, the past 100 years, they would throw the same kind of dirt on them 
that they would derogatorily also throw on homeless characters. Mm-hmm. You know when it would ju- they would like that old hobo thing with the stick yes. and the they would just be as equally dirty. It was the same person who decided, you know, what do we have? Let's just throw we have black dirt. We'll right. Just sprinkle it places. And I guess there was always an explosion they just came out of. <laughs> yeah. Well, the when one really... observation was that they don't have showers. Mm, right. Yes. 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 Yeah, presumably they did uh it rained sometimes. There were mm-hmm. elements. You yeah. never see them right after that. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> really makes they, you think, no. doesn't it? It really <laughs> makes you what are they up to? What yeah. are they up to? Mm. Um, okay, so I have a question. I know that Robin and RJ have both spent time as servers in restaurants. I don't yes. think Daniel and Tony have. I did briefly I was, work at a coffee I cart. Was, sort of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so anyone who has this experience can weigh in on this question. Last night, I was thinking about how irritating I find it when I'm at a restaurant. It's been a long time with the pandemic and all since I've been in this situation. However, I do not enjoy when a s- when they're busting your table and they're like, you didn't like that at all, did you? I, I don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's played out and it's just annoying. But I was wondering, did you have any like go-to jokes or bits that you would do? As, as a waiter, you, as a server. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, as By the way, the manager of the restaurant that I used to wait at in New York, Santa Fe restaurant on the Upper West Side, just posted in the last hour that she's been bought out of this restaurant that she's kept running for many years. So I'm very sad oh. about that. But I remember, to, if I'm being honest, it was sometimes the dads that would make the, the didn't like oh. that joke, you know, like yeah. I was just kind of playing off what they were sending my way. Right. Um, I, I tried. I don't think I... I I need a minute. I'll think of it. But it, from what I remember, it was always the dads that were like, that was yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's good. Uh, my favorite bit is when they say, this kid will pay the check. Oh, sure. That's really yes. high level stuff. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you get like a, you don't even get a laugh from me. You get like a quick breath, you know? But it'd, be, it'd be funny if you you acted like you thought they were serious. And <laughs> demanded that the kid give you the credit card. That's the worst. When the waiter plays up the dad bit, and now you can't escape from it. You're thrust mm-hmm. into this no. improv scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just horrific. <laughs> there were, you don't want there the dads were... to control the scene. No. it felt. I will say, at the restaurant I worked at, it felt very controlled by dads. It, it did. It felt like the dads were calling the shots. <laughs> All of the shots and doing a lot of shots too. There were these What was kids. the vibe? Yeah, what was the vibe at your restaurant? It was a Southwestern restaurant on the Upper West Side of New York, oh and it was like a neighborhood, very expensive Seems neighborhood like- burrito joint. Okay. And was it like a, br- a popular brunch spot or was it more dinner? Mm-hmm. It was definitely lunch and dinner, but it opened at 11 a.m. And we were right by ABC at the time when it was on 69th and it moved to 70th, 71st. But all the ABC people who were done, like Brian Gumble would come in at 11 and just like slam margaritas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Cuomo, all of those people were just right, right at the bar the second it opened, which was kind of wow. fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's their 7 p.m., you know. Yeah, it is. They got to get up early. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. 
but and RJ, Chris Cuomo, oh, not my favorite. Chris Cuomo kind of guys. I don't like Chris Cuomo. I don't know what his. I know his brother's been accused of stuff, but maybe mm. on another uh, friend mm. Patreon episode, I can reveal my Chris Cuomo secrets because oh, he yes. sucks. <laughs> Wait. He used to basically, yes. he used to corner all the waitresses, including me, in the bath, like in these tiny bathrooms and be like, are you going to go, are you, are you going back out there to work or are you going to stay in here for a second? Like the Ew, worst. Gross. The worst. Yeah. I so, do need more details on a friend zone if you would like to share. Of course. I mean, come on. Please. Speaking um, of, maybe we, that maybe this is this is the perfect segue. Although, RJ, I do want to find out about what your restaurant was like. Um <laughs> I said that as if you owned a restaurant. Okay, so let's just quickly get into what your friend zone was, Robin, because <laughs> I would say of all the friend zones, other than the ones where I like went into some detail on the whole Corolla situation and like oh. answered some like deeply personal questions, all yeah. of which exist. So if anyone signs up, you get access to all the back stuff. I would say this one was probably the most like it belongs behind a paywall because we I thought we were just going to like have a friend zone episode where we answered questions that people sent in. But Daniel and I had just gone to a screening for the final episode of The Vow. Wow. Um, and we went into a lot of detail about that. Someone showed up at that screening and I was very like surprised and distracted, more distracted than this motherfucking that? tree. What? Yeah, that 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 person who showed up at that at that screening is worth going behind the paywall for to find out. I will say we talked at Harvey Corman. I'll tell them it was Harvey. It was Harvey Harvey Corman. He had shoes on his knees. Um, We talked at length about this. We talked about some stories about this person, and um, for for uh, legal reasons, it's behind a paywall. The word allegedly was used thousands of times. A lot. And then um, Robin had a lot of personal stories as well, which belong behind a paywall. And then I told a story I've never told about when I edited a few pages of my eighth grade yearbook. That yes. one doesn't have to be behind a paywall, but it does <laughs> it's belong well there. So it's just what what a fun episode. Yeah, I can just tease a little, a little bit and say in discussing the vow, I revealed that within the last six months, I had joined a cult. So you can <laughs> tune in if you're interested. Wait, but I'm not what? in the cult. I am not in the cult anymore. What Do you a feel turnaround. Like- yeah. Thank you. you would, Thank you. You would call that joining a cult? I got I mean, involved. I guess you were, it was. Yeah. I got in involved with... <laughs> taking some self-help classes that went awry. (laughs) I I need to hear about this. By the way, I looked up the person behind all this. Yeah. Not what I expected this person to look like. (laughs) Yeah, it's not anything. It's horror. All of it is so stupid, but... It makes for a great friend zone episode, and that's yes. what I was going for the whole time. Thank you the for whole, almost you- joining a cult or being cult adjacent. <laughs> it helped me. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. RJ. Yeah, I want to talk about me being a waiter. I feel like it's an important topic <laughs> that we need to get back to here. Yes, but I had a quiz- cuisine restaurant. Yeah, no, it was a bar. And I oh. started as a busboy, and then they were like, no, like people like you. You should. <laughs> You should talk to them instead of just, you know, get, gathering the glasses in the dark. And my strategy was to tell the table stuff I didn't like. So they thought, oh, we're getting the real deal here. 
this oh, guy's not messing around. Because you know, everybody, they go, oh, that's my favorite. And you're like, yeah, of course it is. We all like halibut. What, what a ridiculous, you know? Because <laughs> I say, well, this isn't good. I don't know about that. And then, and also, I was really good at not bothering people. Oh. You know? That is a skill. Yeah. So do I you kept mean the like monologue when people- short. When people ask you like what what's good to eat here and you'd say the halibut, is that what you mean? Like they they would turn to you for suggestions? Yeah, they would they would trust me, but I would do like the negative reinforcement, you know? <laughs> this uh this isn't too big. If you want something bad, I would go with this. So they go, Oh right. god, this guy cares about us. Right. Like you why know? would you bat why would you trash something on the menu? Yeah. If you weren't being honest. Yes. You have no there's nothing in it for you. Right. But were, but were you being honest? Yes. Yeah, there was plenty of things I didn't like. <laughs> um, and then I was I was larger than the bouncers. So every time a fight would break out, people would look over at me like I was going to do something. And be like, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this. And I'm certainly not going to break my hand on anyone. Like, are you crazy? So I, was, I got good at passively talking down fights. Mm. Which is a, a very good skill. I once stopped a fight... Because it was a Tuesday. And I <laughs> said, you boys, nobody fights on a Tuesday. Yeah, you might. <laughs> we got the whole week. Point. Thursday to Sunday, knock yourselves out. Make <laughs> arrangements, come back here. But a Tuesday, what are we doing? And they were so drunk and they were like, you're right, you're right. That's I'm hilarious. Yeah, that is great. so funny. That actually is a great insight into drunk the drunk mind, which is yeah. very susceptible to su- the suggestion that there are rules that they've never heard of that they need to <laughs> adhere to. You're right. It's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Tuesday <laughs> rule. I mean, you, my, I just remembered rule. something that I used to do with uh, – Tele- a television's the great Jenna Bams, the creator of a show called Good Girls on NBC. She and I were waiters together at this Southwestern place. And if we didn't like, if we were dropping off a check and we didn't like the person who we were giving the check to and they had been horrible um, and they would say, thank you, we would try to say, your rectum <laughs> instead of you're welcome. <laughs> That was how crazy we got. We'd be like, mm, you wrecked them. And so, no one caught it. No one caught it. But that's not as good as telling people not to fight on a Tuesday. Apparently, a flight attendant thing to do as you're walking by, if you, I don't know if it's like regardless of whether you like them or not, but maybe it like brings them extra joy if they're frustrated with the, the passengers as they're collecting the trash is to walk by and be like, you're trash, you're trash, you're trash. But <laughs> really they're saying you're, you're trash. You're trash. Mm-hmm. I like it. But your like rectum, it. that's even better. You're, it's so dumb. What a mm. bunch of dummies. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel, I guess you kind of were a server because you worked at an omelet bar. Or Ooh. actually you worked at an array of places. <clears throat> Did well, you have a joke? There. Did I have a joke? Uh, no, I didn't. I was just I was I start I was a busboy and then I worked in banquets as a way, as a server and then I did uh, the omelet bar I was the chef at the omelet bar on Sunday mornings and cool as fuck and then I worked at the um the snack stand at the pool and I would do I'd make all the food at the pool you Do know, you make all the, the food at your house like is there an omelet bar if I went to your house could I partake in your omelet skills 
Well, no, but I could make an omelet. I make a pretty okay. good. I could. I have it. questions about this omelet bar, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah they would cut. Is this the traditional one where if I wanted an omelet, I would come up and I would tell you directly, and I would wait and watch you while you did it. That's right, and I could do all the little. I get, I I figured I learned how to do the. You could do the chilies, and then you could flip it and catch the flame, and then the the chilies would light on fire, and then you'd. Um, yeah, you do all that stuff. And did you have an empty picture on your table for tips? <laughs> no, it was a country club, <laughs> so it wasn't like we were treated like shit. <laughs> people were oh, no. the crap. <laughs> I hate all those people. Um, you should have done it on a street corner. Maybe I will. With, you could have just had <laughs> a frying pan, a frying pan out there for tips. Yeah, people <laughs> would <right>. probably <laughs> get into a street corner omelet. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. I'm gonna just make omelets for people on the street. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. that sounds like a pandemic. Like if there's another lockdown, which I, I mean, <laughs> obviously I hope there's not, but I want to see you out there on the streets making omelets for people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. I had a, one of those paper like chef's hats. Yes. A toque. Yep. That was yeah. quants. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Chris Cuomo levels of craziness here with this <laughs> omelet story. Just kidding. It, there's no Honestly, relation between either of them. Chris Cuomo uh, is you is you're so much better than him. I will tell you at my job, there were a few. So it was a country club, and uh, like I said, I worked at the pool, um, and during the summer, and during the day, during the weekdays, all of the ladies whose husbands would go to work would hang out at the pool, and they. Uh, some of them liked uh, the young young Daniel a little bit. Oh. <laughs> like the flamingo kid. So I was it, it, there was a lot of uh, one way flirting happening. <laughs> Why didn't you return yeah. the flirt? Why one way? You know, uh, I had a narrower palette back in the day. Didn't include <laughs> ladies that were 40 years older than me, 30 years older than me. What, what, uh, what was your palate then? Alex around Sheedy. my age. You know, ladies that were my age. Not, mm. I mean, these were like, I mean, listen, nowadays, now that my standards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know. You know I, what's the, I what's the point anymore? Problem. You know what I mean? What? I said I never had that problem because culturally, I'm like a 60 year old. So I would yeah. always get along with older and go, finally, someone I can talk to about, you know, Lawrence Welk or Tim <laughs> Conway and what have you. And I go, this is my match. This, this is this is this is now my type, unfortunately. I'm an old soul. Yes. I am joking. The truth is that I didn't flirt back because I was a good boy. I was a good boy and I didn't have this. I didn't have the soul of a flirtatious older dude. I was like 18. You know, I was I was young and innocent. Uh, I didn't quite get the energy that was going on. I was just like, I just wanted to do my job. So that's the reason I didn't. So you were a little bit oblivious. Yeah, it's only in hindsight that I kind of understood what was happening. <laughs> uh, but uh, I got good tips. Wow. Do you want like an, a hall pass to be to go back and <laughs> have a shot at all those? No. D- desperate married ladies at the country club 
I'm good. I think they just wanted to flirt, honey. I don't think there was any. Okay. They wanted um, attention. Listen, they just wanted attention from a, you know, uh, a, a gorgeous specimen like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Speaking of, you said that you were a good boy. Can we talk for a second? And then I have a couple wrestling questions. Can we talk for the second uh, for a second about our son is turning to the dark side? Oh no! He turned my, he, Elliot. He's such a sweet. He has always been such a sweet boy, who's very into spooky goth stuff. But like, just the sweetest little sweetheart, gentle, sensitive, sweet boy, and. Now he's Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yeah, but like it's but it's not even the goth sensibility. I feel like that you can still be like maybe many gothy people are very sweet and just have a that's their sensibility. But now that he's in public school and he's like around, I don't know, he's like I feel like he's getting socialized to like become and no one listened to this whether it be him, his friends, my parents or <laughs> future sure college any future college deans what if he is he turning into a little shit i don't think he is but no. okay can we talk he's about that harry boy the harry he's potter a, quiz he's a good yeah, boy who just he, he, he makes lots of jokes about his mother's imminent demise oh my god <laughs> but good just a good boy loves his dad uh, this it's not to like on Thanksgiving, this is on the Monday show, so it's a little bit of retread, but it, it'll be fast. On Thanksgiving, his cousin was like, let's go around and say, you know, something we're thankful for. And Elliot is thankful for what was specifically what? How did he put it, Daniel? Uh, mommy's going to die. He's thankful for mommy's going <laughs> to die. I mean, <laughs> for mo- he's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I um, said. Yeah. And then we all laughed awkwardly. And then well, I he said, didn't "How?" Say it like he didn't go. I'm thankful for mommy is going to die. Like, no, die. no, he was no, laughing. He was, he was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks your death look is at, funny. <laughs> look at us trying to make it sound cute. No, I mean it was it was like light and funny. But I'm going to die because. <laughs> well, his his cousin had just said something really sincere, and he has the sensibility of uh, you know. A typical gotta, American where it's like, you know, if we can't we can't let this get too sincere. We got to right. break it up with a little joke, you know. So I'm going to die because my butt's going to explode from farts. OK, yeah. well, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's very yeah. funny. You, left the, you buried the lead. You buried yeah. the lead. Yeah. No, it was funny. It was funny. Maybe but he's anyway. just concerned about the amount of farts that you. I can't release. believe you incorrectly framed your son. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know right? yeah. No, the thing is that Harry. I have not seen Harry Potter. I don't know Harry Potter. But that yeah. house sorter thing. His cousin's oh, super so into his Harry cousin's Potter. Cousins into super. Is and he's Harry house Hufflepuff, which and is a him, nice one. And he made him do a, one of the sorting things on the yeah. website. So he so. It has all Do you guys questions. know all the different houses? Do you know, yeah. guys know this? I okay. get it. At all. I don't need to right. know it. You know. But I get it. I, like a, I'm with RJ. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like the there's the good one and then the bad one and then all the in between ones. I don't even know. Yeah. And so they go on the website. I go on with him, and there's all these questions, and he's answering them sincerely, and he gets Slytherin, which is the actually mean really, one. Who's actually really funny because. I, uh, Elliot had a Dracula costume on, you know, Thanksgiving. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, and oh yeah, I forgot to mention that too. It's Thanksgiving, so your classic course, Thanksgiving outfit. Naturally, he's dressed as Dracula. <laughs> um, and uh, so the uh, his his cousin wants to play Harry Potter, but we don't know we don't do Harry Potter yet. We're not. I don't know anything about it. And so he's like, I want to be Dracula, and his cousin's like really upset because it's like there is no Dracula in Harry Potter. And so he goes, all right, you can be any house. And he goes, I want to be in the bad house. He's like, okay, great. And, and then he's, then the cousin says, now choose your name. And he goes, Dracula. <laughs> and he's like, no, uh, we're going to cut all this out, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you Just, dare. I'll write down the time code is. Uh, <laughs> Don't you dare. It was funny anyway. when it happened. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. Question. RJ, uh, you there was a an old match between you and Cole Cabana. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Who Robin and I have been on an episode with. I love him. Love him. He's the best. The best. Wait, who were you with when that when you did that match? Was that Ring of Honor? Or was that a? Uh, um, we had we only know. wrestled I think three or four times, but I think this was our first meeting at Destiny Wrestling. Which okay. is a independent? Pro- you mean the one that was just on YouTube like a week ago or whatever? Yeah, know. that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I have to ask a question, and it is yep. going to be very basic. Okay. Because I don't know about wrestling. It's fine. You are so shiny. <laughs> what is it that? What do you use? <laughs> what do wrestlers use to make themselves so shiny? So now, uh, to make it sound historical and important. Greco-Roman wrestlers would oil themselves so they could oh. easily slip out of holds. Mm. That's where so the look comes strategic. from. Huh. It's not anymore. It's because my muscles look better and there's lights. And the same reason my hair is wet. I mm. don't know why. Is yeah, I've always wondered thing? about the wet hair. That's Yeah, the I there's no about. reason, Tony. And also the wrist tape. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> I wondered about the wrist tape. I yeah, even Googled I, it. What I read I have long, said. I have long mm. forearms, so I like to break it up. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, fun game. Let's go around and guess what emollient is used <laughs> for greasing wrestlers. Mm. Okay. I you're going to say guess how long his forearms are. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's another fun game. Okay. All right. Tony, you go first. Oh, I, I, I couldn't even name one. I don't, baby oil. I don't know. I feel like that's a strong that's guess. That's a very strong guess. <laughs> Yeah. That's like literally the only. I, that's the only. The guess only I would oil even you have. know. Yeah. I. Th- Robin. I. I, I yeah, want. I, Dan, Daniel, if you have a there's guess, there's a thing. There's we'll this thing Robin called go. pretty potion that makes your legs look really <laughs> shiny. So I want to say pretty potion, but what I'm going to say is lube. <laughs> oh. Lube. I don't know. Like an Astroglide or like a KY. Yeah, we're oh. we're, if we're talking about slippery stuff. I don't know. So I have a friend who, or an old friend who, oh, yeah. uh, used to be in that world. He was a writer for WWF back when it was that. And uh, can you say this person's name or no? It's bad. Uh, yeah, Chris Bell. He was like a. Okay. A, do you know who that is? Yeah, he yeah, bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I went to oh, film yeah. school with him, and he, but he hung out at Golds with all of those guys and all the. You know, weight the the power lifters and the and the um, 
the guys that would do the Mr. Olympia and all that shit. And yeah. he said he would t- he would talk about how they would s- they would take rat poison before. Uh, I'm talking about the the to cut weight. The guys that would do the shows. What do you fucking call that? Yeah, Why bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. Yeah, but they would do the you know. I feel <laughs> my brain feels like there's another word for it. I don't know. Anyway, are you looking at a tree? <laughs> I have my whole brain is a tree. Uh, anyway, they would uh, they would cut weight by just getting so dehydrated, and their skin would just like define every muscle. Yeah. But then before the show, they would oil up, and he would say there would just be these buckets of oil. And they would put so much oil because they're they were so dehydrated, it would just soak into their skin and it wouldn't show. So they'd have to put like so much oil all over their bodies. And it felt when he told me the story like it was not baby oil, like it was like a like a real some other kind of oil, like a maybe a cooking like oil, olive like oil? A vegetable oil mm-hmm. or something. I've seen olive oil used, Oy. yeah, and definitely being used. Um, so it used to be baby oil. Correct, I didn't Tony. get to go. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry. That, whatever, it's okay. Uh, however, it's it's became a problem because it would be very slippy and not in a very dangerous way. So, uh, what what's also done is like cocoa butter, mm. shea butter, that kind oh. of deal, and then you put water on yourself. Oh. So you're seeing wet butter I'm covering myself <laughs> in butter, and then no. What does the water do? Why put the water over it? Makes it I closer, like to right? look shiny. That's it. it. Just and makes also, it shinier. Like, it makes it shinier, and it just makes me. I think makes the muscles glisten. That's at least what I think. With you then, try, after like, a show, I'll I'll spend most of my evening untagging myself from photos that people posted. No, what about turtle wax <laughs> and like a buffer, like someone could just you know. <laughs> yes, also, but there's also a thing called hot stuff. Ooh. What is that? Which is like, uh, uh, oh, have, have any anyone here taken like a pre-workout that has niacin in it? No. And it'll make you like red <laughs> and tingly? Tony, come on. You didn't go through a phase? <laughs> no. Can't Help say me it out here. Well, niacin. Daniel, those five-hour energy, that has niacin. Or six, with the little well, energy thing, just that's niacin. B, isn't it? That's just like a... Yeah, but it gives you this like reddish skin and a tingly feeling. It's a topical okay. thing that basically gives you a pump. But it smells like, I don't know, like icy hot. Huh. Huh. Like that kind of thing. That's another thing that's only for bodybuilders and wrestlers. You get that tingly thing if you put it on your skin, but not if you just ingest it. You don't ingest it, I think, is ultimately my point. But niacin you do. You can. Niacin you do, yeah, in a different form. <laughs> in a salt form. Interesting. So yes. so so someone could just do this. They don't have to be a wrestler. They could just be someone you who wants to shiny. walk around the house and be shiny. <laughs> do you ever just walk around the house and be shiny? <laughs> so Allison, you watched this whole match, and that's your only question: is why are you shiny? <laughs> no, that was, that was the first question. That was the first question. <laughs> the the other question. I feel like this is getting into more specifics, but. Mm. I was not really familiar with your specific wrestling character <laughs> until I watched this show. Okay. Is your was your wrestling character like whiny, arrogant diva guy? Yeah, or me? <laughs> but it <laughs> <laughs> or me. But it, Wow, this yeah, is awkward. But I mean, listen, my character is definitely a guy who would not want to wrestle on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> you know what do I mean? It. Like it's it. past pa- yes, really passive aggressive alpha male. Mm-hmm. 
I like get under character. your skin. Not the yelling kind. There's more mm-hmm. of a smugness. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say subtlety because nothing is subtle in wrestling. Right. But there's less of going at the person. There's mm-hmm. more sort of running away. I feel like your character is the kind of character I would have enjoyed even though you were supposedly a heel, right? You were, you were yes. Yeah. Yes, because I think people are also just sick and tired of being yelled at. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking you know? about it in the past tense. Are you not doing this character anymore? Um, When I do wrestle now, it's kind of it's kind of morphed into a little something else in the sense that I've become closer to old Betty Davis. Yes, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, RJ, and, in, instead yes. of the boys, which Dalton has, you should have some glamorous old ladies. Yes. <laughs> It's been uh, suggested a couple times that I should have cocktail waitresses. Yeah, but I'm yes, <laughs> but I'm saying the Golden Girls. Yes, I would. Uh, David Arquette ordered a cameo f- for me from from Ruth Buzzy. Oh once, my god! And she wanted to be ringside if we ever came to Texas, and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> that's, I'll do this. And that's a good friend. I don't know what your relationship is with Mr. Arquette, but that's a friend who loves you. Yes. Uh, yes, he's gotten me amazing, sweet birthday yeah. gifts. And also, Ruth Buzzy really she put her time in on the game. I bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Tony, have you seen me wrestle or watched a match or something? I've, I've seen some stuff online. Weirdly, of all the indie stuff I've gone to, you have, I think, the, the, the time... I remember of uh, you being in town, I was on tour. So, like, I've not seen you wrestle in person, but I've seen some yes. stuff online. Yeah. Yes. So there's a yes, there's a yeah, that's a correct assessment, Allison. <laughs> but I okay, but it but it was more a character than I I don't know what I thought it was because we had when you were on like we had talked about what your character was, but then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is more an arch like acted out character than I think I was expecting or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, because in the you, context of a match, yeah, you know, like of course subtlety. it would. Of course it yeah. would be a of course it would be a performance. Yes. Well it has to be a story. So whatever yes. I you know start with has to be undone at some point. Right. And then who is the the guy like your consigliere? And did you always have another guy with you? In, in what capacity? oh my god, I was I was I sorry, I have not seen the match in forever. I was managed by someone. There was another guy who was my with you. It was Dorf. It was yes. Dorf. He was Dorf. <laughs> he is also that a was a guy. Uh, whose name is Scott Demore, and he currently runs another wrestling promotion called Impact. And we, he was at a show, and I think we we just got along. And he said, oh, "I want to manage you. I think it'll be fun." And he was a wrestler, and then he worked in an executive capacity for a very long time, so he knows all the ins and outs and and enjoyed it. But he was part of the story, right? Yes. It's he. He would be my second. Mm. You know, my men. They're called managers. Not that they actually manage anything. <laughs> so they're like okay. hype men in a way. Yes, that are yeah. managers. Yeah, usually managers aren't managers. Traditionally, given often to the guys that aren't as good at talking. Yes. Clearly not in your case, but uh, no, you know, often. Um, yes. But also, you know, bad guys obviously would need more help and don't want to show up alone. Right. So then, right. Are when in wrestling is a manager always part of the storyline as opposed to like actually a a true manager like in the 
Uh, yeah, he doesn't handle my affairs. That's what he I'm saying. He doesn't have power of attorney, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> right. Are, so, yes. so there's no actual behind-the-scenes managers? No. I mean, okay. I, they, I'm sure, but not that are also on screen. I see. No. Yeah. That's a okay. that's a that's a question I would have had too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not well explained, and it doesn't make sense. I think that's what you have to accept in wrestling. The harder you think, the more your head will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I think that do- I think that does it for my wrestling questions. Robin, any wrestling questions? <laughs> not. I, I, no. I'm just. I'm just stewing in the in the wrestling juices we've been talking about the the oils yeah. <laughs> and the emollients and the salves. You know, I'm gonna think about putting oil and then water on my body just to make all of my muscles glisten, which is what everyone wants. But then dry your palms. Oh, yes. That's a tip. Like it's like getting. <laughs> yeah, a I mean, I'm just tan, thinking. Like, you know, you can't. Yeah. 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 Like when you're that greased up, are you then, you know, leaving big stains all over everything you come in contact with? Yeah. I mean, you try not to sit down at that point. Oh, I have a question. Are there showers at the wrestling venues? Uh, in larger companies, like I work for a company called AW that does big arenas, touring shows. Those are, you know, like where NHL teams right. would play. So, yes, there are showers. Okay. Smaller companies, like on the independents, which is just like, you know, like small comedy uh-huh. clubs. I've never seen a shower. When there's a shower, it's a miracle. So yes. not only do you have to, you know, oil yourself, you have to be prepared to drive home from Pittsburgh. <laughs> oil. Still somewhat oiled. Oh, my God. And you're in Pittsburgh. Were there, were there, I mean, yeah. I love Pittsburgh, by the way, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Three Mr. Rogers statues. Yeah. Oh. That's I didn't know there were three. three. That, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a thing that people don't realize a lot about, uh, uh, like music venues. Also, the bigger ones usually will have a shower, mm. at least mm. a shower. Usually, multiple people do not realize that. Yeah. yeah, I would always see showers when we would do live podcasts at clubs, and I'd think, "Who's taking showers here?" Yeah, well, think about mm. it. You play a show, you sweat your ass off. Get off stage, yeah. go take a shower. Why not? Yeah. You see Paul Anka after 40 oh minutes. Oh, my it's God. Disgusting. <laughs> it's very disgusting. Paul Anka. Were there any wrestlers, RJ, who were known for just putting too much oil? A little, like, <laughs> yes. a little too much. Oh, my oil. God. Yes. A lot of people. And that hot stuff people don't like because if it gets in your eyes, oh. yeah. it burns. And, and yeah, if you're so oily that you cannot perform moves safely without people slipping off you, you know. With- were there things you would do wrestling just to amuse yourself? That you uh, yeah, thought? wrestling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Dalton. Who was he wrestling uh, recently? The big match. Uh, Chris Jericho. Chris yes. Jericho. And there was a moment in there I've watched several times that just, just cracks me up where he's like, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, RJ, but he's like really exhausted and he's press, he's pushing himself into <laughs> Jericho. And... The way he did it, I thought he's trying to be funny right now, right? Yes, but, but I, I think that that speaks to him in general. I think yeah. most of the stuff he does, he does with that in mind. I mean, it was great. I really are you talking about it. when he's like, kind of like, is he's like up against it was so, Jericho's it was back? Really enjoyable to watch. Very funny. And I was, just, but I was like, is he doing that on purpose because he knows it's funny, or 
is that just you know a result of being exhausted? Well, like I mean, it is his character and his personality to make every thing its own thing, right? You know, he's just right. really good at what he does. Yeah, to have something that small be that distinct, you know? Yeah. I did write down what's the difference between stunt punches versus wrestling punches, but I don't know why I wondered that. Well, stunt punches have the advantage of mm. camera angles. And wrestling does not, because more often than not, there are fans on every single side. I don't know what made me something. I was watching something that made me want to ask that, but I don't know anymore what prompted that question. Yeah. But what is a stunt punch? Well, a stunt punch is like on camera and you really don't touch the person at all or even come close and camera camera cuts save it. Uh, Wrestling punches have a lot of contact. (laughs) Wrestling punches are real punches that people just seem to be able to handle, quite frankly. So it's a punch. Yeah. Okay. So then what's the difference between <laughs> a wrestling punch and a punch punch? Um, you try not to kill the person, I guess. Hmm. So, it's a, so you're making yeah. contact, but you are pulling the punch. There are plenty of people I wrestled who I'm sure have no difference between a wrestling punch and a real punch. Oof. Oh, really? Yes. Yikes. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just that, I guess, margin of... It's one of... Wrestling is a thing that you do and you go, wow, this could be more fake. <laughs> uh, well, you, know? you... The, the um, <laughs> guy whose name is escaping me who brought up on your interview show that you had hit him and he... Oh, my went, God, Wardlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought up a match <laughs> we had and he said, yeah, I remember that. You slapped me harder than I've ever been slapped in my life. And here's the thing... I had zero recollection. I had zero idea I hit him that hard. I didn't intend to. I just, you know. He wondered if you were mad at him. Yeah. And I felt horrible. Years later, I'm finding this out. I'm glad (laughs) you you cleared it up, though. I think that's important, you know. Yeah. No. uh, Yeah. And there are always those things. And sometimes things just slip. And you, you try not to hurt people. I don't want to put a person in a place where I would break their nose or something. Uh, I think he's just a larger fellow with a larger neck. And I said, hey, this will be fun. This will make a nice sound. (laughs) But is some of of wrestling stunt moves or is it always contact? I I would say it's always contact. Yeah, I would say 99% of the time it's contact. You can't not have contact because of where it is. It's like a live right. st- like a live stunt show. If you go to see like the Batman one at Six Flags is kind of a lot more real than how they made a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because we don't have the option to cut or angles or editing or just nothing. Wow. Okay, one more question. Yes. When <laughs> When you get thrown down onto the yes. mat. Yes. How much does that hurt? A lot. <laughs> I think we're just used to it. Like, I don't like if you did it, you'd be like, this hurts and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> and when I guess somebody who wants to wrestle starts wrestling, they go, my body will get used to it. Mm. Mm. So it's like learning guitar. Yes, exactly. Except it's, it's on your whole body instead of just your calluses, just yes. the fingertips. Absolutely. Was there any point where you're like, this is too pain? Like, maybe I don't want to keep doing this because it hurts too much? Um, No, I think it's they're pretty clear with the pain up front. (laughs) You know, the training is is not fun on purpose. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you understand why and why it's so painful, because then I guess it becomes less painful or you just get used to it. Right. What is the wow. most painful thing you've experienced? Do you know, I somebody just asked me this. The most painful thing isn't the painful stuff, like the big stuff I'm ready for because I anticipate it hurting. There was one match where the ring has a setting where it goes between boxing and wrestling. And boxing is stiff, so it's not too bouncing. You don't, you know, blow your knees or whatever. I guess as a joke or just due to general negligence, which happens a lot, they left the ring on the boxing setting. Mm. So I was wrestling somebody and I gave them a neck breaker and it's me doing the move. So it rarely hurts me at all. And I was not ready for it. And I was so much pain that I thought, oh, my God, my body's finally given out. I'm done. This is the last match I'll ever wrestle, you know, because I was just not ready for that pain. And then my opponent was like, oh, my God, this ring is horrible. And I went, oh, my, thank God, it's not my body. It's just this horrible ring. And then, you know, like idiots, we continue the match. <laughs> As opposed to getting out of the ring and saying there's really a, a violation here. Wait, what's a neck breaker? I just grab them. You grab them by the back of the head. And then we both fall on our backs. Mm. Driving his, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Break his neck. Yeah. yeah. But I like to sing and dance, too. You know, I do other stuff. Has <laughs> <laughs> there ever, ever been a match where someone got a little too hostile and then it sort of escalates so you, you get a little more hostile? Or is it always professional? In, in my experience, no. I go out of my way to make sure that's not the case. Again, yeah. I'm the guy who did not want to fight on a Tuesday. Yeah. So I come in with zero. Like, wrestling's dangerous enough. So I don't want people to feel uncomfortable or get hostile or I'm just I'm not going to do that with you yeah. ever. I'm, I'm sure it happens with other people, but it's not. Yeah, certainly not in my matches. I'm usually just running and ducking and complaining about people in my matches. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and well, talking about Lawrence Welk. I talking about as Tony can attest, talking about Lawrence Welk a lot. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it might be time to say hello and welcome and thank you to the new patrons. And we have a song. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. We signed up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I would like to say hello and welcome to Jennifer Wasson, to Naomi McDonald, and to Raquel Michelle, who is at the texting level. And then some. So hello and welcome to everyone. I hope you are enjoying all of the Patreon rewards. I talked at length about my Robin Shore uh, friend zone, but I also, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I feel that I did the definitive RJ City interview. RJ, have you done anything even close to definitive since then? Say no, say no, say no. I don't think so. Okay, great. I'll accept that. Um, and you're barred from ever doing anything definitive again. Right. We'll say, no, no, you know the, that, right? The newest episode of his, his show with Chris Jericho is, is one of my favorites so far. It's a, uh, it's a really fun one. Okay. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I know, but, but I, but I Jesus feel like, Christ, you know, Tony. Def- definitive for, 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 uh, his career. For his show. Know. Yeah. It's definitive for yeah. his show, but for. Hey, you don't need to plug your show. You, the people are listening already. But I'm plugging the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. It's true. 
great episode <laughs> of his show. But anyway, yeah, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Welcome, everyone. Okay, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Great. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, do you guys happen to have um, a Just Me or Everyone? And I am looking to pull up some that uh, listeners have sent in. I have a few. Oh, wonderful. I have a few. My first is, um, is it just me or everyone? Or am I the only one curing my problems with YouTube hypnosis? (laughs) Is that a just me or everyone? Did I get the assignment right? There was such a thing. But now, do you mean like literally you're numbing yourself by watching YouTube or you're actually trying to hypnotize yourself via hypnosis on YouTube? Via hypnosis on YouTube. Is that working for you? It did. It worked. So I have this problem where I play with my hair too much and I touch my hair too much and then it makes my hair really greasy and disgusting and it's horrible. And all I do is hear my dad. My dad used to slap my hand away. And so I went to a hip, not like in a mean way. He'd be like, just stop touching your hand. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I f- number I find that it works. But the I went to a hypnosis in person and it cured it, and then it came back. And the hip- hypnotist was busy; he couldn't take me. So I was like, "Why <gasps> don't I go on YouTube and see if there's a YouTube hypnosis video for hair pulling?" There is. I did it. I'm cured. Wait, but for real? For real? Wow! How do you That's- know you can trust that they're not going to be like? You know, right. When you wake some, up, you're going to, you know, be yeah. a Nazi, you know, yeah. or, or you'll just, you'll enter my promo code when you go. To right. Well, I did. Suggestion. I did tell my boyfriend, I was like, if I start acting crazy, it's because of this random YouTube video. Um, but I can say before I fully fell asleep, I felt comforted by the sound of this man's voice. So I recommend YouTube hypnosis for any problem. I just sent my friends who are newly sober are having trouble being sober during the holidays. And I was like, just get, there's a YouTube hypnosis for drinking. I you need just- to try this. Yeah. Um, my understanding, Daniel, is that via hypnosis, they can't make you do anything you wouldn't normally do. Like they can't make you, Don't you lie. know, like if you're going to be a Nazi anyway. It was already inside you. Yes. Yes. It, it was exactly. always inside of you. Exactly. Um, I've seen well, it. That's... I've seen it on stage. They go, "You're <laughs> when I clap my hands, you're a baby, and then they're a baby." So it's yeah. right. It's a classic yeah. sitcom trope, too. Exactly. So, um, well, it sounds like you're not the only one, but you might be the only one here. Yes. So Who's it is just that? me. It is not everyone. But soon I'm it will tr- be everyone. I want now. I want to try that. If they have to have them for everything, they have it for everything. Wow. You, you too, if you don't, my friend went to a hypnotist for eating too much sugar and I, cause she had a sugar addiction and a, and she, she quit her sugar addiction that way. That's how I quit smoking cigs actually about really? 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. I've had people on my show, two people who like swore by hypnosis for curing things for quitting. I forget one of them. I forget what it was, but the other one. Michael Showalter, it was on air, so I, I feel like I can share this, said he quit smoking via hypnosis, and we yeah. just swore by it. Yeah. Um, I bet we went to the same guy. 
Maybe. There's like, uh, there is one guy, and he's the guy that I went to for my hair issue. But he got he was booked, really? so I went to YouTube, and it Isn't was cheaper. Isn't it weird that there's only one? You think if it was that easy and successful, like, you know, it's a needed service, there would be more than one guy. There's one guy whose name just kept coming up of, like, this is the guy if you're trying right. to quit smoking. So, uh, yeah, he was great. He's a strange man, but boy, does Boy, is whatever he's doing Wait, working. What kind he of strange? Um, I would just say he has a strange vibe. He is a professional Listen, hypnotist. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all that that the best hypnotist is the only hypnotist because he's a hypnotist. He's yes. Probably, if any any other hypnotist that would come on the scene, he might hypnotize into leaving. Oh, do you see what I'm saying? Moving to another town. He has right. he has these special powers. You so. know, there's people in the world that when you see them for the first time, you're like, oh, that okay, that's what we're dealing. I didn't know what you look like when we were making the appointment. And then you mm. go, oh, okay, you know, kind of thing. Yes. That was, you know, he's just got a certain way about him, but he he's good at what he does. Hmm. So good that he was booked and you had to go to YouTube. Yeah, for free. Just save myself a bunch of money. Yeah. Now, and look at how long and luscious my hair is. I know. Um... <laughs> I'm going to have to try this. Do it. It's free. RJ, do you have any? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a communication conspiracy theorist. Mm. We're like, if I don't hear from somebody, you know, I start making up shit that they either how they feel about me. Sure. Or something that's gone. But I really, it will like ruin my day. Like, I was talking to somebody last night, and we were joking back and forth, like a little volley, and I didn't say anything crazy back, but it was read with no answer, no mm. like, no nothing. And I went, oh, my, and it's someone who I've just started speaking to, and I go, oh, my God, I've insulted the person. And I, oh, and it brought down my whole, and then in the morning, like, overnight, they had messaged me back something glowing and fabulous and wonderful. So I was totally wrong, you know, yet does not stop uh, my brain and my body. I feel it in my body from like believing these horrible fantasies about these people who don't answer me. I mean, get that. That's yeah, Daniel. That's me. Yeah. And all of us. Too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and everyone. Well, that's everyone. No, absolutely. Okay. All it's all I do at night. Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for real. I'm I'm constantly convinced that I've offended everybody, even yeah. friends that I've been friends with for thirty years. I'm like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. I did it. I <laughs> said something, you know, that may have mildly offended them. Now we'll never talk again. Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes, and this is even worse. You know, sometimes you're kind of working on a couple projects at the same time. And it's like one day, you know, I have three follow-up emails to send for three different things. And I will send them all. And then I will hear nothing all day. And my head will tell me that these people who are not connected otherwise are now conspiring to purposely Ooh. not answer me. I've had that thought before. I've totally had that thought of like, oh, I guess this is the day where everybody just gets together and boycotts <laughs> me. <laughs> We have to stop those thought loops. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's no good. Is that maybe I should hypnotize myself? Yeah. 
into oh God. believing in your correspondence and your ability to communicate. That probably would not. help, actually. Just saying, you can Google in YouTube. You can go to YouTube and type in hypnosis for anything. Yeah. I'm going to give you it a shot. You could do hypnosis but- for like positive think. I don't know if it's positive thinking, but if you could do hypnosis for anxiety, probably. But like not to get super pseudo deep here, but is the realization that none of us is actually that important also pain? Is that what we're pushing against? Like, because that's also kind of painful. Or would that be liberating? You're saying that we don't want to think of ourselves as unimportant. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's that's the cause of this paranoia. But if we embraced. Yeah. I That's think, what I'm wondering. I do think that if you if you really understand how insignificant we are, uh, then the more you understand that, the less you stress about that stuff. Yeah. It's like Generally, William. Do you remember hard. William Shatner went to space a few weeks ago, a few months ago? <laughs> he came. Yes, back. and had a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. He felt very alone. But fantastic. Maybe that was so Kirk of him. Yes. He went oh to God. space and got super depressed because there was nothing there. <laughs> yeah. I think about that every now and then. I don't know if you remember this part when he came back from space and he's having, poor, poor William Shatner's having this profound emotional just reaction to what he just experienced. And uh, I guess uh, Bezos is, I forget if he's conducting the interview or something, but he's like, so, you know, what were you thinking? How, how was it? And William Shatner starts to really like, he's really emotional, starts to tell. And then Bezos just turns mid, like mid sentence and just goes, Hey everybody. And pops some champagne and just moves away. And you can see William (laughs) Shatner's just left hanging. Like he was, Oh no, he was going, but Bezos couldn't have cared less. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I'm looking for emotional comfort, Jeff Bezos has never been <laughs> no. there for me. No. I really not feel he's guy. not the guy. Not the no. guy not for the you. Guy. But you also know to... that every poignant quote that William Shatner puts out, George Takei is reading it on his computer going, fuck you. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. They hate each other, and I I love it. And also, <laughs> I think they didn't invite each It started with one of them not – well, it started on the show, obviously, but it's I think according to like – his George Takei's appearances on Howard Stern when how William Shatner one of his many marriages he didn't he invited everybody from the cast except except George oh my god and it really made him mad and it just goes to show you and this is a lesson for me and everybody out there you're not gonna get invited to everything and it's gonna hurt your feelings but you could be on the most popular show of all time yeah with with an incredible cast and you'll still not get the invitation that you want yeah oh yeah yeah. Um, oh, here's one from me. And I did send this in to myself. If you would like to submit your own Just Me or Everyone, tweet it to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F uh, on Twitter. Or one of the other... By the way, today I tweeted something like... I feel like Twitter is, you know, pithy half-baked thoughts. Tweeted it, and then I copied and pasted it and put it on post. And then I copied and pasted it and put it on Mastodon. And that was my experience of going to space and feeling alone. I was like, this is the, this is the lowest I have ever felt. I cannot, I cannot do this. I cannot be on six sites. I cannot post my not worth it thought on all of that. What am I doing? Okay. That was not my just me or everyone. Uh, mine is, 
I always set my glasses down, lens side down. Like I'd put them, I'd, I'm new to glasses. So like your glasses, glasses are filthy is what you're saying. The glasses oh, are, yeah. le- this is the table and your glasses, the lenses are See, on like, the table? I just oh. put, they, I just oh, picked boy. them up off the table like that. I think I got I see, grounded I see for your that. judgment. <laughs> yeah, but no. they sit, they sit up so nicely. When you I know. I the- don't know why I do that. It's, it's very, stu- it's stupid. It's counterintuitive. But for some reason, that just is the way that I set them down. Yeah, and maybe that's why they're always them doing. On thing. Like you can hang them on on your your, your mic stand there. Yeah, hang them on the oh. mic stand. Yeah. Huh. Just, yeah. Um, I think I got grounded yeah. for that when I was little because I got glasses <laughs> really? like when I was like five years old. And my, I remember my dad being like, oh, don't do that. I'm making my dad sound horrible. But uh, he, your dad yeah. used to come yell at me. Oh, stop playing with your hair. It was a lot of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't but, Maybe I'm the only. Maybe it is just me. I don't know why I do this. I keep seeing them sitting there, lens down, thinking, why am I doing this? Yeah. I'm it's, still it's like about, setting toast down butter side or something it makes no sense i'm still thinking about william i didn't know that was william shatner's impression of going into space yeah and i uh i'll try to make this quick recently got this app because my my son is really into uh planets and it it's this thing where you can use you can have your uh yeah you can Use your phone and you can look around and it'll show you the sky because you can't see the stars in L.A. But it'll show you like, oh, that's this star. That's, you know, really cool. And I was it was night and you could look down and you could see the stars below you, which is really weird. And And I was like, oh, this this is strange. It gives you this feeling of really being we're on a planet in the middle of space. And I thought VR, I don't have never had any interest in it. But wouldn't it be cool to like put VR on and then be in space and look around. And so I looked up this app. I know this is long and boring. Uh, And I was lying in bed and I was looking at this app that was uh, basically that. And so it was like a guy who had that VR and he was in space and he was, you were seeing it from his point of view. And I thought this would be so cool and relaxing. And I had this feeling of absolute existential horror. Yeah, it was like totally unexpected. I was very, very disturbed by the feeling, and I think that's probably what he was feeling. Which is, I think, just it like, was felt yeah, disconnected. It, you, yeah, I don't. I can't describe it. It was wild. It was like, oh sh, oh shit! Like there is fucking nothing, and you are yeah. alone. And uh, oh, I do not want this. I don't want. I want to be back there on that planet with all those people. So yeah. I, I have an Oculus, and I've played a bunch of different games, mm-hmm. and I can only play certain games because even the mere suggestion of outer space will do that to me. Really? Like even the intro of a Star Wars game, I've ripped it off my head. <laughs> that outer space and like really deep ocean. Yeah, for yeah, probably the, the exact same reason, and yeah. it's just like terrifying. beyond my comprehension. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. think that's fascinating. Yeah, like those those when you hear about like Jim James Cameron like going down and visiting the t- Titanic. I can't think of anything <laughs> I would want to do less than that. Yeah. Like yeah. that sounds horrifying, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. horrifying. All right, how do you feel about? See, I don't even want to snorkel. Oh yeah, no. I agreed. I agree. There's no but reason to snorkel. No, no. 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 
Tony snorkel? I've snorkeled. Like, just, like, in, a, in you know, you like, have. in Hawaii a few times. Like well, somewhere. yeah, where else are you going to snorkel? Look, look, look at him, Allison. That's you know, a man who snorkels. Classic snorkeler. <laughs> but just that, you know, when you're somewhere like that, the, you know, and the water's nice and clear and just go do it. And it's it's kind of it's kind of fun. But, yeah, but getting, like, Tony. out further in the ocean, like, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. Tony wakes up in Hawaii is like, it's snorkeling weather. <laughs> <laughs> look at, look at, got it. Uh, yeah, but snorkeling is different because there's all the creatures in the mouths and the things that are sharp, and you can sunburn the bottom of your feet. Like it's the whole thing is horrible, but not the same. Right, Allison? Do you remember Marine Land growing yeah, up? Yeah, okay. It's crazy that you're mentioning that because my Upworthy Weekly co-host is about to release a podcast about the history of Marine Land. Oh, I'm I'm in. Are you I'm, in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so in. Todd Perry. Yeah, he's, the he's nicest done all this. Too. Like, yeah. Oh yes. God. Yep. Oh yeah. We, we did, did a wait, show. We, we did yes. a show with him. Yes, he's great. Exactly. Um, okay. But anyway, Marine, yes, I do. If you if you live in Southern California in Palos Verdes, it's now Terranea, the very <laughs> oh, lush, yeah, the resort. posh resort. But it used to be Marine Land. And it was a shitty, shitty knockoff mm-hmm. of SeaWorld. And that's where I, that's the only place I've ever snorkeled. And now it's a, now it's a four-star hotel. Terania, yeah. <laughs> but that's so cool. I'm going to listen to that podcast. Yeah, it's I fascinating. I don't know if he has, he's done a lot of research. I don't know if it's um, been, I don't know if he's released it yet. He talked about maybe doing it this week, but anyway. Well, if you well, go I'm, to Terranea, yeah. it still smells like Marine Land for the record. Mm. <laughs> The smell is so you can get there. nice and nostalgic there. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so... I didn't realize that Terranea was former Marine Land. There's something creepy to me about being on a former theme park. I at agree. a former theme park. I agree. And I don't love the... Uh, I'll be honest. I've been there a bunch. I don't love the vibe at Terranea. And I think it's because their ancestors, Marine Land, are upset that they built on their land. Yeah. We yeah, know. We've seen the movies. We know how that goes. Yeah. It's haunted by old dolphins. and Yeah. And Shamus. Shamu knockoffs. And people in khaki shorts. Yes. <laughs> They're still there. Wet tourists. Um, okay, I'm going to... Jonathan Pierce says, I was kind of hoping Twitter would shut down in the way one would want a shitty relationship to be ended by the other person so you don't have to do it yourself, just mirror everyone. Um, I don't think that that is just you. I, I will admit that there, for a moment I was like, oh, if... Social media is like if the plates are shifting, if Twitter is going away, except I don't really think it is, that would release me from this addiction to my phone that I have a little bit, except somehow, like I was just suggest- saying earlier, now instead of one app that I check religiously, I, there's like five that I check less often, but now there's just more things to check. Like it didn't pan out the way I was... But I was hoping a little bit my hand would be forced, but that didn't happen. Right. So I do get that. So I don't think that's just you. No. Where's everyone else with their social mediaing right now? Uh, no idea. But I do think there was like one night where everyone was convinced Twitter was going away for some reason, yes. mm-hmm. which was like kind of silly. And I feel like that was there is this uh, there is a feeling of, you know, we kind of all want the end, you mm-hmm. know, like. Why Why are there all these apocalyptic shows? and things? There's something about the idea that we're here at the end, and this is it, like something dramatic. Everyone wanted Twitter to be over, but it's not It's the anywhere. comfort of knowing when it's going to end. Right. Yeah. That's what right. people like. 
But no, I that day I had people. It felt like people were writing in my yearbook. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, last day of senior year vibes for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then but, I didn't, yeah. and then I logged on the next day and I didn't see any because I. I didn't no. see any recent tweets, and I was like, I guess it's over. But it's not. It's still there, guys. It's still there. What do we do? Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are some larger, horrible problems that are incredibly active right now. But also, for me, because I write and I put my stuff there and I shit talk celebrities so constantly, that was my place. Like, that's my networking. That's where most of my good stuff in my career came from like yeah. tangibly like the wow. David Arquette stuff happened through Twitter. I got hired by two wrestling companies because of Twitter. Wow. Um, who else? Uh, Mario Cantone. I met through Twitter. I can't meet him through Instagram. It's too creepy. So I, I that's, tw- that is my place. Unfortunately, a lot of people like to shit talk Twitter and I understand why. Uh, but now but it was actually there's like a really good part of Twitter, and mm-hmm. now that uh, you know uh, Elon's taken over and is letting all of the trolls back in, it's like, well, now it really is going to be that thing that you said it was that it actually kind of wasn't. I mean, maybe it sort of was, but now it is going to be a cesspool. Yes, and but I, uh, I are, that sucks. I already deal with wrestling fans, so sometimes I don't. <laughs> Robin, do you? I don't know if you do this. I'll tweet something that's. You know, questionable in the sense that maybe some people will get it, maybe some people won't, and it like catfishes. So people who don't get it, I'll just scroll through the replies and mute them as oh. a way to clean up my feed. Well, I have to admit, I never found my Twitter voice. I feel much more comfortable <laughs> on Instagram, uh, but I but I appreciate everybody who found their Twitter character. And as a writer, I just couldn't zone in on Rob- what I wanted to do on it. So I never got very many replies, if I'm being honest. Robin, I think yes. you would be good on TikTok. Thank you, I think. <laughs> That's a no, compliment. I mean that as a compliment. compliment. I think oh. you, I, you have okay. a great personality, and I think <laughs> that it would, it would be good for TikTok. Do I have to dance? Uh... If you sign up Whatever. for Patreon, you get to not, see me dance. Yeah. Maybe not dance. I mean, there's dancing right now. <laughs> um, I Thank you. I will take that into consideration. I'll take a look. I don't know much about it. Just hang out there for a while, see what people are doing. Yeah. I, right Lately, I've been really into um, people making fun of white women cooking. Oh. TikTok. It's like my favorite thing. I can't get enough of it. I'll make fun of myself. Uh, what I'm talking about like when they make the crazy shit, like just those bizarre res- made up recipes and then people just reacting to that. Oh. Love it. Love oh. it. I can't wait. I got to get involved. You guys, this has been the most fun. So Thank fun. You so Not much. The, mo- the most. It's been the most fun. <laughs> the I have. Most? It's been the most fun I have ever had in my entire life on this earth <laughs> send me into space like william shatner i cannot imagine having more fun than i've had right now it's been the most fun if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't please make sure to leave us a nice review on apple Podcasts. click five stars it helps out the show immensely or leave a review wherever you're listening we read them on the show uh in a segment called iTunes Comments of the Week, which we need to do pretty soon. I already mentioned patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. 
thank you. Uh, I'm on Cameo. Um, follow me on all the social medias, all 400 of them, at Allison Rosen. And listen to Upworthy Weekly, uh, my, lighthearted, my lighthearted news podcast that comes out on Saturdays, and Childish, my parenting-ish podcast. And RJ City, uh, where might we find you, and what would you like to plug? Uh, every Sunday morning at the crack of dawn, you can watch my heyw talk show on youtube.com slash aw and then after that also sunday mornings on my youtube i often make coffee in my underwear (laughs) uh just type in rj city and you'll find a bunch of those things and as tony said rudely in the middle of me talking about something (laughs) else you just had chris jericho on and it was very funny and i as very clear from my questions about oil don't I'm not don't I don't know everything I don't know much about wrestling but I'm a huge fan of both of the shows that you just mentioned so I've been told I by many them. people that people who don't like wrestling like my show so oh. whether you like wrestling or not yeah. you have no excuse quite frankly mm-hmm. yes right. you're right thank you your, your yes. show has made me also like wrestling oh that's so I mean sweet I used to you. like wrestling when I was in high school and then I stopped paying attention and then uh, now I'm I'm starting to enjoy it again. That's sweet of you. It's like they're like little Hirschfeld portraits of wrestlers who are generally weird people. <laughs> I feel like That's the so constellation fun. of personalities that you have and in AEW is more fun and interesting yes. than what I remember, which was oh, yeah. there's a different flavor to it, I guess. Yes. They're hip, hip people. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and Robin, what about you? Find me on Instagram <laughs> at Robin Shore, R-O-V-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. That's where I feel I have my most authentic voice on like Twitter. Perfect. Wonderful. Daniel? Um, You can follow me at uh, Daniel Quats, uh, wherever. Just type it into something. Find, find <laughs> me. Follow me there. I don't know. Type it into the sky. See what comes up. Perfect, Tony. Uh, Same old shit as always. Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. Tony Thaxton. (laughs) Bizarre albums every Tuesday. That's it. Great. Thanks again, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 